0: Don't wear Adidas when you're hiking.
1: What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another episode. In today's episode, I talk to my man, Nick Haas, the one-man jam band. He just dropped his latest album called Variants. It is chock full of tastiness and he recommends that you listen to it via headphones now you can listen to it in whatever medium you want to but because he's put so much time and effort into this uh his recommendation is to strap on some headphones and just get lost and go from top to bottom and i literally took it for a spin went for a run and it did not disappoint i mean this guy it's just it's just so amazing that one person can do all of this and uh i mean obviously he had some help And in the episode he you know gives a shout out to all the people that assisted with him um and not to mention that he got his first song mastered <laughs> via fiverr for 5 bucks like that's <laughs> so like 5 dollars come on uh but anyway we get into that we get into like you know his love for the universe which is that's actually how we start the conversation off we're just you, as you hear it we're just cruising Talking about the universe and when do we exist and when do we not exist and just man, I had such a good time talking to Nick. So this episode is is it's a good one. It's I mean I know I say that about all of them, but but to each their own. Every episode is special in its own way, just like music. You know, we talk about that how you know certain tones make you feel a certain way, and you know he's trying to convey this one message, and these are the lyrics, and you know. But again, music is subjective. Take it how you will, but I highly recommend this album. Go check him out, Nick Haas, H A A S, on all the streams, uh, the Design eighty nine on IG and uh, I believe TikTok as well. And as well, you can find us at ATX Metal Podcast wherever you get your podcast from, wherever you're listening to now. Hit the like and subscribe. Uh, write us a review. Let's uh, you know. Let us know what you want to hear more of, or send us a send us an email, Austin TX at gmail.com And you know, uh, if you want to hear us uh, interview a certain band, uh, shoot us their info. Or if you want to, you know, see who's coming up playing you can stop by the our website uh, atxmetalpodcast.com go over to the live shows that'll link you to come and take it live's uh, Eventbrite calendar you can scroll around see who's coming up and just you know go from there um you know obviously our our supporters that come and take it live and come and take it productions much love to them big shout out a lot of a lot of good music coming through and i know that the variant is re- <laughs> the variant is so <laughs> The, the omicron variant is running rampant and you know COVID is just it is what it is just do your best out there guys just i mean you don't have to go full throttle or you can but just just be respectful and you know it's kind of like one of the things that we touch on in, in in the episode is just you know just just love each other just you know you ain't got to be all meta about it but you know just just have respect and, and be respectful and you know just come on man like we can do this we can do this so without further ado Nick Haas variants. Here we go.
0: Yeah, the like So, <laughs> my thing is, just, Before we were born, before we were born, we didn't exist. That. Think about that. Wait, so think about that. Hold on. Before on. we were born. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Before we like we as in a person or or as a species. As a person.
0: As in as in a person, you don't exist. You you don't exist in time. Yet until you're born. Now think about that. So wait a minute. Where the fuck exactly are you now? Now think about this. When you die. That's another point in time where you cease to exist because before you're born, you're not even thought of, you're not even a thought. You're not in existence. When you die, you're no longer thought of, you're not in existence. You're probably remembered by people, but you yourself, you don't exist anymore. So if you think about it, where the fuck are you before you're born? Hmm. And then you think about it. So if, if they're talking about heaven and hell and shit like that, so before you're born, are you in heaven or hell
1: or in, or in uh what, what's the not purgatory, but the in between, or, uh,
0: uh, limbo, whatever. Yeah. The well, they yeah, call that it. one. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was, that that's what I was, yeah. My girlfriend was like, oh, you're in limbo, but we don't fucking know that. We don't remember that when you're not born, you don't remember anything until up until you're born. It's just, it's crazy to think about. It's, it's just like, if we don't exist at a point in time before we're born. And then when we die and we don't exist anymore, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I get, <laughs> see what I mean though? I, like, I guess it's like, it makes you think it's like, well, fuck, I guess where, we'll just, where were we before we were born? <laughs> I guess we'll just go
1: ahead and start the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Today we have Welcome. Nick Haas and uh, we're already rolling. We're talking about the universe and where you existed before you existed. Uh, yes. So. We'll, we'll finish, we'll finish this plane of thought real quick and then we'll jump into uh, some tasty jams that Nick has bestowed upon us. Um, I'll, I'll add this tidbit to your, to your topic. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Gary Vanderchuk or somebody, one, one of the like motivational speakers, uh, he said that it's like you have a one in 400 million or one in 300 million shot of becoming you. I, yeah. I, 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 from yeah. sperm right like there's yeah, exactly. millions of, of
0: so so yeah, your sperm and then egg mm-hmm. yeah
1: exactly so the egg that okay you obviously you need this this the sperm and the egg to make you know a person but yes. so to your point ah, man you know I <laughs> exactly. I because you you are you are a, you are a sperm in your mm-hmm. in your father's, you know, sack, sack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you just keep going back in time. So technically, I don't think you would have existed. Well, I guess we would have to define exist first,
0: right? Exactly. And in I mean, in human context, I right. mean you, you think about it just like I mean, time is a human construct. Everything is a human construct because we exist, because humans exist. Yeah. But if you think about it. Uh, yeah, like so. When we die, is it basically like we're being born again because we don't exist again? Do you it's hey, crazy to think about? Do you
1: th- <laughs> do what? Do you have any thoughts on what happens when you pass?
0: Uh, do I? So <laughs> do, in I don't have my a- songs, in one of my song lyrics. <laughs> He's in like, one Ryan, of my- you
1: don't have enough memory space <laughs> on that SD card, bro. We're not going there.
0: so in one of my in in my lyrics for my song consume i say when do we start again i feel it's warm embrace that death has offered i pray for nothing uh my soul left in the wake so basically what i'm saying is you know we we feel the the embrace of death and everything um but when do we start again like you know we talk about the end and everything I mean everything's gotta come to an end at one point. I I remember watching this video uh on YouTube and it's it's called the uh what is it called? The uh future. It's like a time lapse of the future of what's about what's going to happen. You know, like uh when the earth is no longer gone, uh I mean it's no longer here. Uh so when the uh earth is no longer here, you know, decades and decades and millions of years into the future. Uh, you know where I mean, black holes even cease to exist. They you know implode and uh, destroy each other. Um, and I mean, just like the last bit of lights in our entire known universe, or just whatever, just goes out eventually. Right. And then it's like, well, fuck. Do we start again? <laughs> Do we start over? Like that's it. That we're that we're done. Like good show, everybody. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for so- coming. Thanks for yeah, coming. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming out. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, when when do we start again? Like, I, I've, I've, yeah.
1: I So I am at the ripe age of 38 on this beautiful planet that is slowly dwindling away because we can't get our shit together and people are too oh, worried yes. about fucking money. And we got these, you know, my people from, not my people. People my parents age and up are, you know, the way I see it is they're just like, well, we got about 12 years left on this planet. Um, (laughs) We don't care. But I mean, there are politicians and other other uh, activists out there that are really just on the fucking grind. And I watched something on PBS the other day, uh, just came out uh, this this year. So because I always try to keep up with like PBS, like Netflix has some really, really good stuff. Um, yes. Nova. I just turned into like this nerd that really likes, you know, space and time and universe and climate and all this other stuff. But it, it, it's I like love
0: people like that, man. I love people like that because you feel like you're alone in the thought process, uh, that you, that you kind of uh, create yourself right. in thinking about the universe and stuff. And then when you, when you meet other like-minded people that are are open to it, yep. it's, it's very, it's very freeing because then you feel like I'm not the only one that thinks like this.
1: Is it, uh, this must be how like QAnon people feel when they meet other QAnon people.
0: <laughs> They're like you too. <laughs> you th- really,
1: you thought that JFK Jr. is going to run on the 2024 ticket with Trump. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like, fuck, dude, he died in a fucking plane crash, guys. Come on. Oh, like, you man. saw the plane. You got the body.
2: Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah.
1: I wonder what they think about. Like, we're thinking about universe and, you know, where we exist and when we stop existing. Like, what's, what's on their brain?
0: Oh, uh, probably God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want to go down the path of religion have at it but just god please
0: i don't yeah i mean uh yeah the whole thing yeah i you know i i respect everyone's religion because i don't want to be that person that says don't believe in this just because i don't right that's not right that's not for right for anyone to decide um you know it's uh what was it uh in uh, consume in my song, actually, there's a speech at the end from the dictator, uh, from uh, Charlie Chaplin, and I thought it was just so beautiful and oh, passionate. Yeah, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't uh, you know speak about uh, hating others and stuff like that, but loving everybody. And you know, uh, I like how it says uh, the kingdom of God isn't in one man, but in all men and all the people. Uh, so I, I think that's a beautiful line in there, even though I don't necessarily uh, you know believe. In religion, but I think you know, just treating everybody equally, you know, religion or no religion. I think that's a huge thing that we all need to uh, kind of come together and uh, listen to one another, and you know, just take it for what it is. And you know, just it's (laughs) it's it's a lot. It's really a lot. It's it's a lot to ask for from uh, you know people that uh, are 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 set are set in their ways and their mindsets of other people. And I, you know, I, I see it a lot. It's like, where, uh, oh, go mm-hmm. ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, just like, you know, people when they're just, they're set in their ways and they don't see any kind of concept of change. And that's not for me or for anyone to change. I mean, if if they think that, I'm going to let them keep believing that mm-hmm. because you shouldn't have any say in anyone's beliefs. I I just don't think that's right.
1: Yeah. Cause there's, there's clear divisions on right and wrong. Like there, there is no, Oh yes. I mean, you can, you can put faith behind it all you want to like, Oh, mm-hmm. we had to kill him. But da. da, da, da but like, you know, in, in, you know, in Christianity, it's like, you know, thou shalt not kill. Like that's one of the 10 commandments. But then it's like, yeah, well he did you this or did that. It's like, he deserves to die. It's like, but your book that you stand behind anyway,
0: I this is <laughs> I know I know what you mean. I know uh, what you mean. So music.
1: Yay, music. Yeah, music. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh for the sorry for the for the 10-minute rant here, uh that's this is what I this is why I love these are how I like to start the podcast. Just full immersion, full send, yes. just not even about music because you know, you can dig into the lyrics all you want to, but until you actually talk to the person or listen to them talk about you know, how they feel about certain things and this and that, that's when you really start to make connections with music. I personally think,
2: um, yeah, or at least that's what I, sure. that's what
1: I've found over the past, you know, handful of years of doing this is, is getting to know the people because then when you see them at a show or you bump into them somewhere like, Oh man, dude, da, 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 like I'm into, I'm into comics. Cause I heard it on the <laughs> podcast, you know, like, um, yes. Like we, inter- we interviewed, uh, I believe it was virtue and, just mm-hmm. a hardcore band from here that, that you, I would never guess they are underground comic freaks. They were naming, oh, really? they were naming some comics that I had like some obscure stuff. I was like, what is that? Like what? <laughs> That's a thing. But anyway, what is a thing is Mr. Nick Haas. He is a one man jam band all by himself, <laughs> which makes lovely, lovely music. And we found him long, long time ago. Featured him on oh, our yeah. on our now shelved uh, does it stank sessions, which it is my whole effort to get that back up and running by the summer, because I fucking love the shit out of that segment.
0: I loved it too. Woo! Yeah, that man. Was, yeah, we found some will, really good stuff
1: and some I really bad say, stuff.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Some of it. Oh yeah, uh, but that's yeah. okay. But that's That's the fun fun of it. Yeah, creative criticism to kind of guide people to where I, but me, I could never personally say that someone else's music is uh, terrible. Correct. Uh, It's just, um, it's not in me to do it. And I've gotten some flack for it. They're like, well, why don't you tell them what you really think? And that's because, no, I'm not going to, I'm not (laughs) Uh going to do that. I'm not going to hurt your feelings because, (laughs) no, I'm just not going to do that. I'm sorry. I mean, even my music, I mean, I don't care. I mean, people can tell me all day, you know, this doesn't sound good. And I'd be like, okay, uh, you know, I'll I'll try to do better to please you. Yeah. But the whole thing is I'm not trying to please everybody. Right. What I hear, that's what I like. Mm -hmm. I, I put it out for people to like. If they like it, that's cool. If they don't. They don't. And I think that's how every, uh, I mean, how a lot of musicians are, uh, you know, if they're not trying to be marketable by any means, right? Uh, you know, they can just release something and be like, man, this sounds really cool. I hope other people like it. And that's, a—I mean, that's okay mindset to have, uh, you know, because you just love your art and you love to release music for other people to hear. And that's how I used to be mm-hmm. uh, until I started mixing and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm listening to our old mixes and I'm kicking myself in the face. I'm uh,
2: like, and I'm asking my girlfriend, Evelyn, I'm like, babe, why did I release this? And she's like,
0: <laughs> she's like, I'm not going to say anything anymore. I was like, oh no, man. man.
2: I was like,
1: oh, man. Well,
0: <laughs> I was like, OK, <laughs> for, for the
1: for those for those listening, uh, give us a give us a quick uh, like a quick bio. Um, where are you from? You know how you got into music? Some of your some of your uh, your go to's for for listening, um, you know, what you jam on, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, of course. And and uh, on, so on this one, I actually wasn't alone. So the drummer, uh, his name is Brian Holub. He's from a band called Framing Skeletons. He composed all the drums and everything. OK uh fantastic. I yeah, so I started uh when I was doing the album, I started uh you know doing all the drums myself and I programmed them pretty terribly. And so uh I sent him the songs and he's like dude let me do it. I was like okay I was like all right man so I sent him to him he had it knocked out in no no fucking time nice and he sent it back over to me sounded so clean sounds so good on the album uh I really enjoy it as far as bio yes uh so my name is Nick Haas. Uh, I am originally from a town called uh, Cisco, Texas. Yeah. It's like between, uh, it's between Dallas and Abilene. Okay. Pobunk town, uh, Podunk town, um, it was a football town. Yep. I hadn't really discovered myself as being a musician then. Actually, I started with music as a trombone player in junior high. So I started on trombone, hadn't even touched a guitar. I al- I had always wanted to play guitar. And so um yeah, so I started uh, you know, trombone. Then we moved down to Galveston, and that's where I kind of found my love for uh, you know, electric guitar and stuff. Actually, I didn't even have an electric guitar. The first thing that I got was a bass guitar. Okay. Because I loved System of a down. All right. I absolutely loved System of a Down and Lincoln Park. That's around when uh Meteora was out, uh, so that was the first album that I ever po- uh, that I ever purchased myself uh, was uh, Linkin Park. Meteora, uh, fell in love with that album. Listen to it so many goddamn times. Uh, I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to it. it. I had an MP3 player where I could fit an album worth of songs on there. Guess what fucking album was on there? That one, Meteora. Yep. Yeah, it was on there. Yeah, it was on there. Uh, so I would just sit in my room, listen to the music and stuff. And then I I finally decided that I wanted to try and play a stringed instrument. And that's when I went down to uh, Walmart because I had gotten some uh, money for Christmas. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to buy a bass guitar. First act bass guitar. (laughs) Straight (laughs) off the shelf. (laughs) Dude, and not only that, I got a a guitar amp. It wasn't even a bass amp. It was this (laughs) little box amp sounded fucking terrible but i thought it sounded great because i didn't know any better yeah i i had never been around uh you know i'd never been around that shit so uh you know i would got this bass guitar and i'm like well i think i need an amp for this too i don't really know because i didn't know anything about electric instruments like that
2: right uh
0: so yeah so i finally got yeah i finally got the bass guitar and everything got the amp and then i remember we went back to cisco to pick up some stuff out of our old garage and there was a guitar there was an electric guitar it was a it was like a red it's like a cherry red harmony like telly style guitar okay and it was my brothers it was my older brothers and so uh i was like hey uh scott can i have this guitar he's like yeah man sure and that was my first electric guitar nice didn't know how to fucking play it. The strings were rusted to shit. <laughs> I couldn't even find strings for it. I didn't even know where I was going to get strings. It was tearing up my fingers. I remember I was trying to play Trivium because uh, Trivium was actually why I was wanting to get into uh, guitar. Okay. Uh, Matt, Matt Heafy is probably one of my favorite guitarists. And um, I mean, that dude so, shreds. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I remember whenever I got a um uh, Man. The first song that I ever heard from uh, Trivium was "Pull Harder and the Strings of Your Martyr," and that's what really got me into like the metal, right? Um, yeah, because before that it was like Lincoln Park and I mean uh, System of a Down and the, stuff the, like that.
1: The gateway bands,
0: yeah, yeah, like yeah, like more into thrash, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Trivium was that, and so yeah, I remember <laughs> the first song I tried to play on that guitar was uh, uh Fuck." dying in your arms or something like that yeah okay. it was dying in your arms so yeah that was oh man it sounded terrible too <laughs> but i mean <laughs> you just you get this guitar out of a garage it's, it's hardly ever been played the strings are like decades old and so i was fucking trying to play it it was it was really bad um but yeah after that my passion for playing just grew and grew uh I was asking my parents for, you know, they were like trying to get me a car and stuff. I was like I want this white Epiphone that Matt Heafy plays. <laughs> and uh fuck yeah. the Honda Accord, mom. Give me this yeah. thing. Uh, no, it was it was a Geo Metro.
1: Even better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will tell you this the Uh, alternator went out on that son of a bitch at least five times. I I had to replace my. Yeah, I had a friend uh, who came and helped me with the alternator. And then after that, I was like, I finally learned how to do it myself. So uh, one time I was coming back from uh, coming back from Galveston to go home. And the alternator belt exploded on the freeway. Perfect. Yeah, I had to run my car hot all the way down uh all all the way home uh hoping that you know the engine didn't explode or something because it was running hot the entire time it was just it was bad not good at all uh but yeah my my passion for music just grew from there tried tried getting in bands and stuff um what age were you around this? right oh man i was like oh like 13 or 14 at least okay yeah. I was like 13 or 14. I was, I was still in high school. Um, yeah. So I think I just started my freshman year, uh, and then sophomore year. That's whenever, let me see. No, no, no. It was my junior year. My junior year. I remember that's when I asked for the guitar. Um, but, uh, I didn't get that. I got like this black Dean ML, uh, like the dime style looking guitar, like bag girls. Oh the okay. style, Yeah. Uh, so I had one of those and yeah, I would just play in my garage every night, man. Like I lived out in the garage, so I had this little, like a garage style apartment thing in the very back of the garage, uh, just had like my own little setup, had these crappy amps everywhere, (laughs) uh, these (laughs) low end guitars that just, uh, I, you know, but I just had fun. I just had fun learning myself, uh, I would go down to the library actually and print out tabs of songs that I wanted to learn. Whoa. So I'd go down. Yeah, I would actually go down to the library and I would print out like tabulatures of uh, songs I would want to learn on uh, like Ultimate Guitar or whatever. Now everything's on the computer and it'll play it for you and everything. (laughs) I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah, for those, it's come so far.
1: (laughs) For those curious, a library is a place that you physically go to where they have books and such. And there used to be this thing called the Dewey decimal system where everything <laughs> is almost, it dude, <laughs> the best way I can explain it is it looked like an IP address, you know, one, one nine eight yeah. dot two. Dot, and it, everything stood for something. And if you needed to figure out what you needed, you go to the little cards, figure it out. Yep. And like, Oh, here it is. And you ask the lady or the man for the book. And you're like, all right, 25 cents. If you don't bring it back and so on and so forth. But, uh,
0: I even had a library card. Yes, Ah, I had a library card for there. I was this many Um, years old, so. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'll never forget. I had like pages and pages of just tabulature of Trivium, Killswitch Engage, uh, As I Lay Dying, all these these songs that I wanted to learn on guitar. And I would just sit there and like have like almost like it was sheet music in front of me just trying to learn how to play and everything. but yeah, that's that's kind of where it started, and I would just be in my garage like riding. And I remember when I got <clears throat> my first recording setup, which is actually my two KRKs that I have now, uh, that was like 15 years ago. Okay, um, that's whenever I like first started to record myself. I got like this audio box, Persona's audio box setup that came with a uh, condenser mic, a little two like two channel uh, audio box. Excuse me uh and then studio one which i've been using studio one now for absolutely ever i did that i did my whole album with studio one taylor swears uh, I, by studio one dude i love studio one yeah i love taylor too He's said he's such a he's he's so he's so fucking cool uh he helped me out a lot with uh with some plugins for uh for sure yeah <laughs> uh he helped me out with that um but uh yeah, so I had Studio One, and I just kind of started recording myself and trying to learn the best I could. Uh, and then I, my love for that just grew and grew. Once again, just you know, uh, being single for a long time, you have a lot of time for a lot of things.
1: <laughs> sorry, dude, that I sounds- will say that.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I was single for quite. I had flings, but I would never had anything serious. Yeah, um,
1: that sounded so like like personally demoralizing you're just like Uh,
0: man you know being single for
1: so long
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'll i'll be honest it was it was hard man i mean couldn't really find anyone to love uh couldn't love myself because of the situation i was in uh i was living in my parents garage i couldn't drive i was depending on other people to help me uh you know get to places and stuff and I would walk to work every day. I worked at a grocery store, and I would walk to work every day, uh, and and it was like at least uh, a two-mile walk. It was a two-mile walk uh, to and back uh, from the job. And, I mean, if I got off late, yeah, if it was like 10, we would close the store at like 10 o'clock, so I would have to walk home after a long-ass day of work, walk home. Uh, and live in that garage. Sometimes my parents would lock the door so I couldn't go inside to get something to eat. <laughs> Holy shit, man! So I would, yeah, so I would have to, um, I would have to walk to the gas station <laughs> to get some food because <laughs> uh, everything else would be closed. How
1: old were you when this
0: happened? Uh, I was probably around like, uh, I think I was like 18 or 19. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I let, well, I, I don't mean to laugh at you. I'm just like, no, that's just I mean, it's, it's like you, you
1: like them old stories like back in my day. I used to have to walk five <laughs> miles to school uphill both ways in the snow. It's like, like, nah, you were you were man. That's shit,
0: dude. Because you're what, 28? Uh, No, I'm 32. Oh, wow. You look a lot younger than that, my man. Oh, thanks, man. I'm trying to grow my beard out looking so I can look a, a little more regal, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I want to look my age, damn it. I want people uh, to be like, oh, man, you look like you're 16. No, yeah. motherfucker. I am like 32. Yeah, I <laughs> should look 32, feel 32. I feel 32. God damn it. That's, oh, yeah. that's one thing for sure. God, everything hurts. I'll have like random chest pains. I'm like, oh, fuck. Is this it? Is this it? Is this the fucking heart attack, is, Am I is, is this me
1: about to not exist anymore?
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Am I about to be born again?
1: No, oh I'm man, I know. Um, I uh, uh, so I had this talk with a friend of mine. We were, we were, mm-hmm. we were in the uh, you know, correct state of mind to have said conversation. And yeah. I said, look, man, I'm creep, I'm creeping on forty. Like I'm thirty eight, and you know, I've had a complete shift in my life. I'm doing things that I've never done before, but I'm being open-minded about it all. And just, I'm always a glass half full, optimistic kind of guy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my sister, she's always like, I don't know how it works, Ryan, but you always, it always works out for you. Like, well, I mean, you know, I'm not dead and I'm not homeless and, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I guess in the sense of working out, like, you know, it's, I'm no millionaire and living this, that, and the other life, but, you know, I'm happy. I'm like, I'm, su- yeah. I'm super happy with my life right now.
0: Dude, same.
1: Yes, But it's same. like, it's to the point where, okay, um, the average per- American or just, I guess, human in general, is, mm-hmm. you got about 80 years on this planet if you do shit right. You know, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good common age to pass. And so sure. here I am creeping on 40. That's halfway to death. And I was like, whoa. Like, that's when it just kind of like, sit you back in your seat kind of shit. And you're like, Oh man, here we go. And so like, you know, I've heard the, I've heard the, the, the the terminology, like, you know, the first, it's like a, it's like a video game. Like the first 20 years is just kind of fucking around, figuring it out. And then like, you know, the, uh, like 20 to 40 is, you know, you get like all the cheat codes and you just kind of do this and the other. Um, But I told him, I was like, man, I got, I got 20 years to set my daughter up for success. And myself for the last 20, from 60 to 80. And I'm just like, I don't wanna go. (laughs) (laughs) Can I, can I like hit rewind a little bit and go back to 25? Always think about that, man. I'm always like,
0: can I convince my younger self to do something
1: different? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about this? What is Uh one thing that you would tell your 25 year old self? Regardless of the outcome, what do you think you would, and, and, you know, you, I mean, you can go as simple as like, uh, invest in Bitcoin or something like that, but what do you think?
0: Oh, definitely,
1: uh, do your own thing. Do your own thing. You heard it here first, Nick Haas going back in time (laughs) to tell himself, do your own thing. Do your own
0: thing. You know what? I, you know, i i loved being in a band with people. It was fun and all. It was costly. Mm-hmm. I had some good times, but the best times I've had in my life doing music right now—that uh, I've been very passionate about—is my own stuff and writing my own stuff and putting it out for people, uh, and not playing shows. Uh, not that I'm against playing shows, but uh, it's run its course right. to where I'm like, I I don't really want to do it anymore. I've been asked, you know, uh, the the drummer Brian Holub, who who did the uh, the drums, he's like, you know, we could play. These songs live, and I'm like, or we couldn't,
2: or we don't have
0: to, <laughs> <laughs> or or we or not, or we could just or yeah, or we, or could, we just, could just we could yeah. just write
1: some more cool shit and just put it out on the internet.
0: Exactly, that's where people listen anyways, and especially with the whole uh you know with the whole uh pandemic thing is mm-hmm. still going on. I mean, it's just God. dangerous out there. Yeah. It's it's dangerous out there. Um, but um, yeah.
2: I am, I am,
1: I am caught in this little crux because being a supporter of the local music scene and wanting to see everybody get out and mix it up at, at the venue. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of like when it when when it all shut down and I started doing locked in the closet series, like I definitely had an not an awakening, but more of like a a, a realization that mm-hmm. I did not know how many of my personal friends like that was their livelihood. That's
0: exactly, you know, it's yes. just like,
1: holy shit. Like, yeah, man, we like, if the venue ain't open, then Papa ain't getting paid. Like, damn dude, that's, and for some, yeah. and for some people, you know, they got that side hustle job that kind of pays the bills. And then they're really jamming on music, you know, mer- slinging merch and doing some tours and stuff and trying to yeah. get out there. And, and, you know, like you said, being in a band, like there's a lot of dynamics that go on, you know, personality oh, fuck, yeah. conflicts or like, you know, music, not music theory, but like the the path in which one person wants to take the band and the other person wants to take the band. It's like, ah, well, I mean, it's just it's nuts. So, I mean, I guess for you, I guess that's the best thing is like you you don't have to rotate out band members. (laughs)
2: No, man.
0: Dude, it was literally for this writing, so for for everything. So I wrote everything, of course. Uh, Sent uh, sent everything to Brian. He sent the drums back. Uh, And that that was it. I mean, he would send me the shit, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. It goes with the song. Then I would uh, get in contact with my mastering engineer, which you won't believe this. Uh, so my mastering engineer, his name is Manas Kunder. He is Manus from Kounder. India. Okay. Yeah, he is from India.
1: How'd you hunt him down?
0: Dude, Fiverr. What? I was actually on Fiverr. So, dude, check this out. I was on Fiverr. Wait, so you're telling and... me your
1: latest album, Variance, was mixed off Fiverr. Uh,
0: fi- Fiverr. Well or I mastered. found him I found him on Fiverr. Oh but okay. we got more in contact. So he mastered one song because I was testing something out. Sure. Because I was using these automated mastering services and stuff. And I was like, I want somebody actually to test my music. So I found uh Manis on uh, on Fiverr. He was doing masters for five dollars because he was just starting out. I was his first client ever. <sighs> what a deal. So Dude, I heard the masters that he was sending me, and he was um so he was inspired by you know uh who is it um uh herman i mean uh Erman, or uh herman i'm i believe that's how you say his name he does like Bellini intervals uh periphery Yeah, um, okay yeah he he he's yeah uh north lane he did all those bands uh and then he's also uh, inspired by uh, uh, Nolly Get Good. Yep. So I imagine heard
1: his I'm, shit. Imagine uh-huh. having your
0: name attached to all of those bands you just listed, dude. Yeah, exactly. And whenever he told me, he was like, he was, "I showed him my music first, and he fell in love with it." He was like, "I can't wait to master this." Uh, so he sent me the master, and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that's really good." And this dude's only sixteen years old. Whoa. Yes, he did my whole album. 16 years old, like, just absolutely killed it. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I'll never judge someone because of their age again. Because, you know, I mean, of course, with age and everything, you also have to take in uh, context of uh, their knowledge and how long they've been doing it. Right. but. This dude's a prodigy man like it was unreal what I was hearing on the on the mastering side uh, and his notes like whenever I would send him he made me a better mixer honestly. uh, Because every time I would send him mixes and he would give me the notes like very detailed like the bass needs compression, Uh, the vocals uh, need EQ would here like an EQ cut here. Or, uh, you know, you need like a bounce back uh, delay or something for your vocals. Just very well detailed notes and well thought out. And after I would do the mixes and stuff and I would send them, I'm like, dude, you were right. <laughs> I'm like, geez, this made such a difference. So and, worth the $5. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I, I, I paid him more than that okay. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Once I got the song and he was like, he was like, do you have anyone to do your album? Because I wanted to kind of go out and uh hire uh ermine but he doesn't take he doesn't take uh outside clients he only works with you know labels and stuff like of that course. um so i you know i was trying to do him and maybe like two other people uh no response it's fine it's fine so he was like is anybody else uh mastering your, your album i was like i'm gonna try you know i was gonna do like the um the uh, auto automotive, uh mastering and all that, you know, I was, was like you know? very glad that I, I went with Amonus. he did a very good job. Um, I was very surprised and you know he was very professional all along the way, I think I tried to fire him like three times because. <laughs> and it wasn't because of his his masters, it was because I was taking so long with the mixes that I didn't want to uh. keep him tied up in case he had other projects, and so I right. felt bad uh, having him wait for me, but then it, it, in the long run, I'm glad that I kept him on and, uh, you know, just persevered through it and got the mixes right. And then once I sent them to him and everything and he was like, dude, yes. He was like, this is the best mix you've sent. And then we just got into it and I'll never forget whenever I heard the whole album, like fully mastered by him. And I was just like blown away. I was like, Holy shit. My mm-hmm.
1: so I, I was, so I just I mean, I remember you saying that that variance has uh uh not a hidden agenda, <laughs> <Jesus> Christ, <right?
0: laughs> yes, yes, of course, a hidden agenda.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, it, it's it's related to to uh Marvel,
0: yes, yeah, not so much as yeah, because people they were trying to say, I, I actually got the idea of variance from the show Loki. Uh, which I fucking yeah, that shows so fucking cool. I love the concept of it and everything and a variance of our different selves. So the way how I came up with that is, you know that I've released some of these songs previously. Well, this Mm -hmm. is, and I've made uh, quite a few changes to each song. So I was thinking, man, that would be really cool to you know it's it's different variants of uh the songs it's like a new variant of the songs that I'm releasing uh of themselves that you know are they're just they're different versions so that's kind of where the idea of variants came up with uh for for uh, the album uh but then the songs like consume those are new uh I just wanted to throw some newer stuff on there that was just different than what I've done in the past um but yeah. Yeah. Cause I was,
1: I'm, I'm all about some dark. Matter. <laughs> Dude, Ooh,
0: I think that's everyone. Boy. I think that's everyone's favorite. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Dark matter is just, yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I remember whenever I was, I was writing it and I think it was the, um, it was the choir of Nick's part. Uh, I call it the choir of Nick's cause I do my own choir. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so I'll do the choir of Nick's. But uh, yeah, I remember I was like, man, what is some Latin that I could chant that, you know, means like we exist in darkness or something like that. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, and so then I came up with a uh, uh, sumus in tenebris, which that means like we're in the dark or something like that in, uh, or we exist in darkness or whatever in, um, in Latin. And so I was like, man, let me hear all the sounds. And then I just went like straight. Fucking uh choir sounding shit and putting like
2: multiple yeah, layers, like, layers, 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 layers.
0: Yeah, so all the <laughs> all the vocals and it weird people out because they're like, they're like, uh, who did who did you have that that uh, did vocals on this? And I'm like, that's me. I did everything. Like all the vocals, they're all me. And uh even my yeah. friend was like, he was like, oh, didn't you have this guy on there? I was like, no, that was me <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm telling you,
1: it's fucking it's me, just bro. Me like
0: on yeah. Come it's on. it's all me, me, me. You think
1: <laughs> I do all the other instruments and then just sublet <laughs> out the fucking vocals? Like, let's go, dude.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So
1: what was so what's your what's your what's your favorite, what's your favorite uh track? Let's go, let's go favorite track to listen mm-hmm. to and then favorite track to put. Well, damn, you play
0: at, do you actually drum? No, 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 that's that's all uh Brian Hallam. So drums okay, so were your so yeah, you, drums were your
1: vocals, bass, guitar, yes. synth. Yeah, I do all of that. that. Kind of the stuff. only thing
0: I didn't do is drums okay. and then uh Clayton King from So It Begins, he uh did the guitar solo Oof. on uh on Skyblast. Oh yeah, dude, I fucking loved it. And, dude, and they shared they even went as far as to share my album on their page, which I, that oh, was nice. so fucking cool of them to do. Um yeah it got me quite a uh, quite a few plays uh and and some messages where people were like oh i saw it on uh, the so begins page and it was great i was like oh thank you Uh, i really appreciate that yeah it's it's really cool how much uh this album is is getting attention more more so than anything that i've ever released and it's a little overwhelming because um i've never had that before really i mean i've had people that were interested in my music sure but not to this extent to where I'm like looking at my phone on the Spotify uh, artist page and there's like still people listening. It hasn't died yet. And that's what's amazing to me is the album hasn't lost momentum, uh, which right. is that was always my goal was to, uh, you know, make something that doesn't lose momentum within a couple of days. And that yeah. was that was that was uh, most of my releases in the past. I think the most. The most listens that I had previous was for Island. People okay. really liked that one. I think it got like a thousand plays. Um, but yeah, this album, it just seems like people are just keep listening to it. And it's it's really fucking cool. But if I said, if there was a song that I said would be my favorite to listen to. Hmm. I really yeah, like, Gisaut- I sense. really like Gisautio, to be honest with you. That's I, I like the heaviness of it. So I'll do this. There's so there's the heavy songs, and then there's also the kind of softer ones that are after. Bear with me. Uh, mm-hmm. Consume, I think, because I like the message behind consume, uh, and I okay. like some of I like the hook that I wrote for that one, uh, and then also just the the speech, the buildup of the speech from the uh, Charlie Chaplin speech. Uh, that's I love how that goes into displaced visions um but (laughs) it's it's weird like saying oh i i like this this part of my song like i love all all my songs um of course but yeah that one has a special place for me because i remember writing it and then going back and doing the uh the instrumentals for the for the speech and all of that and man like there was a part where it just like really gave me the chills i was like damn yeah this is this is it
1: I know that whenever someone throws in a snippet of like Charlie Chaplin or, you know, some other icon from the past that has like a really just solid message saying, you know, playing that and then, you know, just letting go a fat riff or something after that is like, that's cool. But then to actually do like a spoken word kind of thing Mm -hmm. and like now you're becoming that person that's trying to say something to get a message across and so so forth. So, so with, so with Consume, I mean, is there like any backstory to it or anything in the lyrics that we need to pay attention to?
0: Uh, I mean, really that song was written. So it was written before uh, you know, the the album was uh really thought of. It was just like a riff that I had written out just like that doo doo mm-hmm. do, doo do, doo do, doo doo came back maybe two two months later and I heard it and I'm like this song needs to be on the fucking album. This fucking song needs to be on the album and then variants the do that one uh that one also that's where i was like that needs to be on the album dude that needs to be the fucking i was like these two songs need to be on the fucking album and i made it happen. Um but yeah, i i mean the lyrics i like to leave them up for interpretation as well. But to okay. me, spe- uh, specifically, uh, some of them do do have deeper meanings. Um, I'm trying to think how, uh, you know, how to kind of bring it up and say what's in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: you just like beat your head against the wall and you're like, words, come yeah, out, words, come exactly.
0: out. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, like on Consume. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the lyrics right now i haven't i I, (laughs) dude me myself no i try not i've I've tried i've kind of taken a break from listening to the album because i listened i had to listen to it so many times because i was mixing it editing it uh you know when i was writing it i had to hear the same shit over and over i can't tell you how many times i did uh, the guitar takes and everything for that um but yeah, there was just so much that went into it. But basically the song is is basically what we're talking about about the universe and everything. Uh but yeah, my favorite line from that is when do we start again? I feel its warm embrace that death has offered. I pray for nothing, my soul left in the wake. Um the uh those words to me, they just they mean a a lot of different things. Uh you know when do we start again i mean when we leave this earth when we leave this husk of a body you know do we start again like after it's all over like we were we were discussing earlier um it's just it's it's a lot to to comprehend
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and 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 that's you know i'm i'm pretty happy that spotify has decided to throw the, the the lyrics down at the bottom of some of these songs because I. Am more of a fan of the music mm-hmm. of itself. Um, I do a lot of running these days, and so like you know, whenever you sent me uh the the album, I just went top to bottom and had oh, nice a phenomenal <laughs> run. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad it man. was. Yeah, man, and it because it's you know with with like you know you're you're very good at your craft and and throwing Thank in you. some like signature changes and tempos and whatnot like that's one of the reasons why I like to do it while, while while running, running because yeah. it, 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 you know, you're, you're, you know, cause it's like listening, listening to some, some of your favorite music while you're driving. The next thing you know, you're doing 80 and you're like,
0: Whoa, Yeah, dude, yeah. Thy Iron Is Murder does that to me all the time. Like, especially yeah, so uh, like Rain of Darkness. W-
1: w- <laughs> like, so whenever, <laughs> whenever I get some music like yours, yeah. you know, fre- fresh off, fresh off the, off the internet. And, uh, and just go for a run and kind of just kind of just lose myself for a little bit, kind of, you know, let all the worries pass and, and oh, I'm not worried about work right now. I'm just worried about these miles or this effort that I'm putting into it. Yeah. And, you know, just getting to be with myself. And I think that's, I think that's really important. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are starting to kind of tune into is like, yeah. like you said, you know, just kind of like with the band, like just the thing that you would have told yourself back when you were 25, you know, just do it for you, do what you love. Yeah. You know, do the thing, and ultimately, you know, it should it should pan out. And I know for me, where I'm at in my headspace is is where I think I should be, you know, doing interviewing people like you and sharing the message of good music and stuff like that. <laughs> so I greatly appreciate the music that you've been putting out, and I'm glad that I'm glad that we've you know we haven't even met in real life, so.
0: man, I need to. For us to
1: just jump on a Zoom call and just start hammering out conversations like we've been bros for like years is is that's really cool. It's really really special. Yeah, it really is. And and the fact that that the music that you create, the music that I listen to, the music you know, it puts you in a good headspace. It puts me in a good headspace, and you just come together and you just fucking get it all (laughs) out. Yeah. And then you go back to real life with your call center and I go back to my cafe. Like
2: <laughs> Exactly,
0: dude. And you know what's funny? Even my uh I've never had this before, but my supervisors actually uh they enjoyed the album as well. And I'm just like oh, nice. I'm just like what? <laughs> like it, it it is heavy. Like it, it yeah. is, and but they still like it. I guess they're secretly yeah. meta, metalheads or something. But uh, yeah, uh, they, they really enjoyed it as well. So it, it, it was really special to me, man, how many people can connect with this album because that's that's why I did it. Like, I feel like this album is, is bigger than me because of the message behind it and the message behind the songs. Uh, you know, some of them, you know, they can have uh, very dark, aggressive parts, but then there's some that have a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, And that's that's kind of how I arrange the tracks too. Like from empty spaces all the way to variants, Uh, I I arrange them in a sense to where you start out with like the heavy aggressive stuff, uh, and then it kinds of it it kind of uh, cools down at the end uh, with just like some nice uh, vibrance and uh, kind of bombastic stuff going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted my shit to sound big, Uh, big in terms of you know. uh, atmospheric, uh, but also, you know, big and riff heavy and stuff like that. Um but yeah, that's that that's probably one of my favorite things about the album whenever I listen back to it myself is uh how I was able to uh bring that concept to uh, fruition. And because like you, I mean, like we said, we we love space and uh mm-hmm. the universe and all of that. And I wanted to put that in my songs. Um to, to make it feel like, you know, you're kind of floating through space almost. But, you know, and there's like heavy parts and there's soft parts, but I just want it to sound huge and uh, almost binaural as well. There was actually, yeah. there's actually some parts where I used a, a binaural plugin. Like if you listen to Chisatio on where it's like, uh, uh, fuck, what were the words again?
2: <laughs>
0: shit i'm having some major brain farts with my own lyrics
2: is, <laughs> and, uh, it's well, all right.
0: run to the edge but the question remains are we all suffocating by the constant disease i feel the collapse of it all is underway but can we justify the ignorance that stands in our way so in that lyrical part uh in in that line you can hear the vocals go from this side and then pan over to this side, but go behind your head. It's not in front. It's going behind right. you. And kind right. of like creepily I wanted, uh, yeah, there was a lot of like little creepy things that I did in there in the, in the kind of creepier heavy songs. Um, cause yeah, that song is supposed to feel like, uh, you're in hell. Like there's, there's evil going on. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that song, and I mean, I remember whenever I wrote it because uh, sky glass wasn't heavy enough for uh, <laughs> for fucking uh, is that uh, is, does it stank? And I was like, man, you're like, look, let me stanky shit. Man, let <laughs> me rip. Let me rip one out of the box for you
1: idiots real quick. <laughs> but I do I do appreciate, uh, especially you being a solo artist, the, the way and for all musicians the way that you can convey emotion and thought with tone and, mm. and stuff like you were saying how instead of it panning left, right, it does pan left, right, but it sounds like it's walking behind you or above you or, you know what I mean? And it's just, yep. and, and, you know, you can be in your car on a run, you know, sitting at the house behind the computer, just jamming and like one song could mean or feel three different ways. You know, yes. it just depends on like, what's your mood? Have you had a shitty day? Have you had a great day? You know, did you take the trash out, or you know, whatever? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So exactly. it's just whenever, whenever I hear new releases like this, it's like I like it's almost an oblig- uh, obligatory thing to just help put music in front of people like that, uh, you know, that 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 may not be, you know, hip to it. Uh, yeah. for lack of better words. Yeah. So it's just, man, I, I just, I just want to say, hats off, phenomenal job on. All of your music, and thank can, you
0: so much, man. I really appreciate I, that.
1: I personally can tell the growth from when we quote unquote first met, and <laughs> thanks, and man. I, I just think I think you've got you've got something going on, dude, and just keep shredding. <laughs> I, I will,
0: man. I definitely will. Uh, I'm taking a break. Uh, yep. I'm definitely taking a break. I've I've actually been offered uh, some albums to mix. Uh, so I might be working on stuff that isn't my own, Hey. Uh, finally. Uh, so I have to hear my own shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell you how annoying it was whenever I, you know, having to listen to the same shit, but, like, even tracking vocals myself in my closet, having to run out of the closet, stop the track, listen to the take, and be like, fuck. <laughs> the gain was too low. So I'd have to adjust the gain, run back in there, do the take, come back out, uh, and then, oh, okay, this sounds good. Okay, like, this is, this is doable. Now to do two layers of it. <laughs> 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 oh, man, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, oh. Man, well, uh,
1: I won't take up any more of your time, sir. I got the little one in the bath, and she's yeah, probably man. about done.
0: Um, yeah, dude, thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate that.
1: No, dude, the the pleasure's all mine as they say at Chick-fil-A. And uh, uh, or no, it's it's my, my pleasure. pleasure.
0: My pleasure. I say that after uh, all of my calls too. except <laughs>
1: except on Sundays. <laughs> but uh any final shout-outs or any uh special notes that you want to let the listeners know about?
0: Yeah, of course. Uh you know, uh I want to thank everyone that has taken time out of their day to to listen to uh this this podcast as well. A huge shout out to uh, Austin, Texas uh, metal podcast. You guys are fucking, you guys are just awesome. (laughs) I I love y'all guys to death. Um, Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everyone that helped with the album along the way. Um, You know, fucking uh, Clayton King, who did the solo on Sky of Glass. Manus Kunder, who did the mastering. And of course, my boy, uh, Brian Holub, who did the drums for all the tracks um yeah and then a special shout out to my girlfriend evelyn for always putting up with my bullshit (laughs) for (laughs) dealing with it for having to deal with this shit like that takes a lot like there would be some times where i was mixing on my monitors and she would just look over and give me the death stare like put on headphones motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah um yeah huge shout out to everyone uh and Thank you to everyone who, uh, you know, takes the time to listen to the album. And that album is meant to be listened with headphones and in its entirety. You can't just pick one song out of it to listen to, uh, because I have special fades and everything that goes into each song that where it's just supposed to be listened to straight through. I mean, of course, you can choose, <laughs> pick and choose your favorite songs, but. Um, yeah, it was written to be one whole cohesive album, uh, you know, just like they did in the olden days, where you know each song mm-hmm. would kind of transition transition into each other. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate all the support for everyone that's that's been given the album, uh, more so than anything I've done in the past. So, uh, this is a huge wake up call for me to keep doing it, to just keep cool. fucking going. Um, yeah, I have the time, I have the energy. So I'm gonna do it. I'm taking a break for now. Right. But uh <laughs> when I come back, I'm gonna put some more stuff out.
1: What's uh what's all the socials where where people can uh can can holler at you?
0: Oh man, I'm on Facebook, uh Instagram, Twitter, TikTok just, is it just like <laughs> just just at Nick Haas or Yeah, basically. Uh yeah, I think um on uh Facebook it's Nick Haas band. Even that's and that's, though and that's Haas one with two A's. Uh, yeah, N-I- yeah, two yeah. A's. Yeah, N I C K H H A A S. Yep. Uh, the album is streaming on pretty much every format that you can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. It's it's all there. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's that's pretty much everywhere. Uh, and any kind of uh, like handle, like uh, Instagram. It's the Design eighty nine.
1: The Design eighty nine.
0: Yeah that is actually one of my favorite uh dead letter circus songs uh who's an oh. Al- yeah an australian band they I, i'm not sure what they're doing now but uh they were a huge inspiration vocally uh, yeah them and carnival uh two huge uh inspirations to me musically when i was growing up as well um but that'll be for another time <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to take too much of your time. No, I, I, I do good. tend to talk quite a bit, uh, but no, we, yeah, can, no, we can revisit
1: yeah. this later on. We'll just, we'll just set a date for like a uh, fall or early winter, which in Texas is like uh, December. So <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And just as a side note, I was uh, right now at the time of the recording, I got a, I got a winter weather advisory emergency that blasted through my phone. Thank God. Oh, I in Texas, we get winter weather advisories when it gets close to 32. Not yeah. even not even like a like a full-blown blah blah blah, but I mean, I guess just from the scare of of February of 2021 when the power grid Jeez. shut down.
0: Dude, Ooh, 9 man. degrees here. I had no power for 24 hours.
1: I was I was pretty lucky. I'm in Leander, so I'm just north of Austin by about 30 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still but still within reach and Me being from North Carolina uh, in my younger days, it it, it, snow and all that jazz was like this is commonplace. And I mean, it didn't happen as often as like obviously the north, the northeast and all that jazz. But, you know, I remember uh, we oh, we were having a conversation right with me and my fraternity brothers right before uh, we jumped on the line here about why is it that when any kind of snowpocalypse or anything to where you're going to be shut in your house for days or potential days, it's milk, bread, and eggs. Why those
0: three? I have, you know, I, that doesn't really make sense to me because if you don't have any power, you can't cook the eggs. The milk will go bad. The bread, I guess you could just eat by itself. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: you can live without food, but as long as you have water, I think it's like three to Five days, if I'm not mistaken, just on water alone. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But, um, but I mean, it's like these days, I'm like, well, okay. Booze, um, chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah. Like definitely <laughs> chips and salsa. I, I mean, dude, chips
0: and salsa. That, no, yeah. <laughs> chip, chips and salsa or chips and queso? Yeah. Like, dude, I mean, well, I mean, if the power's yeah. out,
1: how are you going to get the queso?
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, it's not that great when it's not heated. <laughs> just bricks of cheese oh, and chips. Dude. <laughs> real real quick, real quick during the freeze, we had so we didn't have power, so we couldn't cook anything right uh in the house. Uh so we used our little camper stove and I was just outside like cooking fucking uh cooking fucking eggs and shit for breakfast out on my little stove. Yep. And like neighbors walking by like the fuck is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) Just had like a little milk crate with the fucking gas, like the little gas stove, just like cooking like I'm camping outdoors and shit. That's, uh, that's it,
1: man. I, I, I think that everyone should, and my wife berates me so much. She's got a mm -hmm. tent that she hasn't used ever. What? Yeah. Like, I love
0: camping. Not on,
1: not, yeah. It's not a failure on her part. I am more of the minds. It's more my fault, but Mm -hmm being from North Carolina, that's where all my friends and family are. Like I went back last year, we went up on the mountain for Memorial Day weekend. It rained, but I had such a good time. And it was just the disconnect. We had no cell service and we and we literally called it meme weekend 2021. And <laughs> meme Yeah, cuz Memorial Day meme, you know, yeah. and it just worked. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was so much fun to just kind of just cut loose and not have to worry about all the, you know, societal constructs and, you know, oh my God, what's happening on Twitter? Like, oh man, I got all these likes. It's like, you know what? Just enjoy yourself, you know, just, just get out and cut loose a little bit, even if it's for a night, you know, go, go outside, enjoy the weather. And, you know, I know in today's world, it's like, if you go outside, you're going to catch a Omicron and like, you know what? There's, we'll just stop
0: other things. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, dude, I know, yeah. Me and Evelyn when we came to Austin and we went to uh we went to McKinney Falls. Oh, nice spot. That's been one of my favorite times that we've had together, just uh, enjoying the water, you know, Mm -hmm. going swimming. Do we and we went swimming in the creek and that was just man, that was different because uh, you know, swimming in the ocean, that's nasty. (laughs) But dude. (laughs) Yeah. The creek didn't smell like anything like i, I still yeah, like, maybe like grind. it, it yeah. yeah It, but it, it was just very nice refreshing mm. no salt water it was it was nice swimming in fresh water instead of salt water but yeah it was just such a nice time just letting go leaving the phone in the car and yep. uh you know just just living just having fun and uh Almost falling down one of the trails. That was a little scary. Don't wear Adidas when you're hiking. We'll save that for that. the
1: December chat.
0: For sure. For sure. All right, Ryan. Yes, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I definitely don't want to take up any more of your time. No, oh, you're good, dude.
1: Uh, all right, Nick. Stay riffing, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll be in touch between now and December. Nick.
0: Hell yeah, brother. Hell
1: yeah, brother. All right, well, take it easy, Nick. All right, you too, Ryan. Nice talk to you. Later, bud.
0: Bye
2: bye.